precious house of God, to be in his manifest presence. The Bible tells us that in the presence of the Lord, there is joy. Do you feel joy today? Joy unspeakable, full of glory. I feel it too. And happy, happy Palm Sunday. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for what you had to do so we could declare that today, to honor you today. And I think of that song, the testimony that we're to give. I must say, I think we give a testimony every time we do what we're doing right now. When we walk into the church and we give homage, honor to God, to glorify him, praise him, humble ourselves, and reverence him and worship. You are bringing to the world, to God, your testimony that you love Jesus. He is yours and he is ours. Amen. Praise God. We're so blessed. One more time, my friends. Let's just give them a hand clap. We're so thankful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the honor to be your child. 
you have your Bibles, you can quickly turn to Isaiah chapter 12, starting with verse 2. Isaiah speaking as the oracle of God here. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and I will not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also is become my salvation. Therefore, with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. And in that day we shall say. I want you to repeat this behind me. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. He's worthy of our praise. Call upon his name. The Bible says the name of the Lord is a strong tower that the righteous can run into and be safe. Sometimes we just need to say, Jesus, Jesus, help me, Lord. Praise God. Best prayer in the world. Jesus. Praise the Lord. Call upon his name. Declare his doings among the people. Make mention that his name is forever exalted. That's the God we serve, brothers and sisters. He's a mighty God. He's an awesome God. He's the God that we serve, as the Hebrew boy said. The God that we serve is able. Whatever you have in your life that you need help in, our God is able. Amen. Praise God. Let's go before him in prayer. Let's humble ourselves and come boldly before the throne of grace, as Paul said we should, where we can find mercy and grace to help us in our times of need. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, O Lord, for the honor to be in your divine presence. Thank you, Lord, for meeting us here today. We thank you, dear God, for you have blessed us in so many ways. If we had a thousand tongues, we couldn't thank you enough, we couldn't praise you enough for all that you have done in our lives. You are the mighty God, the master of everything, creator of the universe. And we exalt you. We lift up the name of Jesus today. Help us, Lord, to tell the world about him, to show the world who he is. Help us, dear God, to have our mind and our actions lined up together. We proclaim him. We testify to him and to his blood by our thoughts, our words, and our deeds. Father God, we ask that you bless each and every person who is here today, who thought it not robbery to wake up early in the morning and come out and just give you honor and glory. No way in the world they could stay home. And those who are home, and for good reasons, most of them, many of them, we understand and you understand. Bless them where they are, dear God. Let them, Lord, feel your favor just as we do right now here in your sanctuary. Heavenly Father, we ask that you bless the people of Ukraine. Lord, those poor people and what they are going through. Yes, Pastor. Pastor Jonathan, deliver them. Deliver them from evil. Lord, they need your help. The whole world is in an uproar. You said the nations that forget God are turned into hell. And we're seeing it right before our eyes. Help not only them, Lord, help our nation. Stop the rampages in our streets, dear God, the violence, the evil that is permeating the, the very society known as America, the beacon of freedom and God. We need you, Lord. Ukraine needs you, but America needs you too. Help us, dear God. Give your angels charge over all of us. Keep us safe, Lord, from danger, seen and unseen alike. Heavenly Father, we ask humbly that you will bless this service. 
Let it go just the way you mandated that it go. Bless our praise group, our wonderful praise group, dear God, who brings us into your presence with music. And bless Pastor Roger as he brings the word of God. We're hungry today, dear God. We're starving for a word from you, Lord. Fill our spirit with your your knowledge, with your wisdom, with your laws. We hunger for them. And Lord, we just want to thank you that you lead us. You order our steps according to your word, your will, and your good pleasure. Father, we love you. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for loving us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Hey, everyone. My name is Lynn. Welcome to CTC, and thanks for spending part of your weekend with us. We have a lot going on at our campuses, so we wanted to take a few minutes and let you know about some of those. We talk a lot about how important life groups are to the ministry of CTC. Many of you are already in a group and getting the benefits of that. Next weekend, we will begin a new message series entitled, You Belong, based in the book of Ephesians. We will talk about how important it is, not only for our church, but for each of us to be connected to others, that we can share our experiences, our joys, our sorrows, knowing that we are better together. As the series progresses, you will have the chance to hear about how you can get involved in a life group. To learn more, go to ctcde.church slash lifegroups. Easter is next weekend, and we have a full calendar of events. On Good Friday, April 15th, we will have our crosswalk at 5 p.m. at the Bear Campus, followed by a night of worship at 7 p.m. Our Ellsmere Campus will also host a Good Friday service at 7. Saturday is our Easter extravaganza at Bear from 11 to 2. Bring your family and enjoy food, games, prizes, and hunting for eggs. Sunday morning, both campuses will host sunrise services at 6.30 a.m. As usual, our Bear Campus will worship at 9 and 11, Ellsmere Campus at 11, and online campus at 9. Today is the last day to be able to donate to our Easter basket collection. If you have items for that, you can leave them at the table in the mall at the Bear Campus. We're also still in need of small wrapped candy for the Easter extravaganza. That collection spot is also located in the mall at the Bear Campus. Thanks for being here today. Our prayer is that you leave feeling encouraged and closer to God. Please let us know if there's anything you need while you're here. You can find more information about all the events happening at our church by going to ctcde.church. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram to stay up to date. Have a great week. Good morning. It is so good to see you today. You have your palms? Got them. You know what they mean? Oh, no. Palm means victory. I got two. Triumph. I got peace. two palms, friend. You're and not they, getting the joke. They also represent <laughs> eternal life. We just giving a mic to anybody today. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. We're really so happy that you're here as we celebrate Palm, Palm Sunday. And we always want to connect with you. Toward that end, on your table, if you're seated at a table or on your chair, you'll see a welcome card. And on the back of the welcome card, you'll see connect. 
What's really important about the Connect card, other than letting us know who you are and that you're here, it gives you an opportunity to write a prayer request or write a praise report. And during the week, teams of people meet to pray confidentially over your request. If you're online this morning, there is a Connect tab. Please click the Connect tab and record the information requested. Also, if this is your first time here, or if you've been here for a while and haven't, had, haven't stopped by the Welcome Center, please, as you exit this room, look to your left. There's a Welcome Center. If you're new here, we'll offer you a small gift. And if you've been here for a while, there are many resources in there that you can pick up to help you, um, devotionals and other brochures that you can help, that, that, that are helpful, excuse me. And if you are online and you would like us to send you something, please reach out to the office and Pastor Vaughn's Family Care Ministry will reach back to you. Also, on your table, you have a form for message notes. Pastor Roger gives a lot of information during the sermons that are worth recording, things that will help you jog your memory during the week. If you're sometimes prone to forget like me, I'm standing here struggling for words. Doing great. Doing great. You can write things down on your message card, things that you think that the Lord wants you to do throughout the week. Great. And, uh, and one of the things about this card... My favorite part about this card, and I think the most important part about this card, is what's written at the very bottom of it. What will you do in response to this message? That's why we gather together. We, we, don't, we don't come here just, just, just to be entertained. That's not what this is about. We come here to learn. We come here to encourage each other. We come here to praise God. We come here to act and in, in, in singing and in, in doing these things and encouraging each other. I came in this morning, and, and uh, at 8 o'clock, all the volunteers who are here to preparing, getting ready for the on, online uh, service, getting your chairs ready, setting up the tables, 8 o'clock. And if you'd like to be part of that team, we want to invite you to be part of that team. But we gather every Sunday morning at 8 o'clock. I, I blow the shofar. That means everybody come in here, and we're going to pray together. This morning, I said to them, I'm in a really good mood today. And when I'm in a really good mood, I get silly. And I, and some people aren't ready for my silliness, like the palm thing. And it's just, you know, but you weren't letting me have the fun in it. <laughs> You're forgetting. I was throwing you off. See? And it messes people up. And so I said, I'm probably going to hurt somebody today with my silliness. So thank you, friend. Anyway. So, so we're, that's, that's important. It's great. It's a great day to be together. It's Palm Sunday, and we're getting ready for Easter. And, uh, and, and, and I missed, I, I don't know if it was there or not, and this is not a criticism for anybody that does the announcements, but I missed seeing the announcement of the crosswalk on Friday, which is at 5 o'clock. And what we do is we gather here in this room, and, and we take up a cross, the great big cross that used to sit, uh, we've got the drums there now, but that great big cross, we carry that through the neighborhoods just as an as a activity that helps us remember what Christ has done for us. Plus, it's an activity that says to, the, says to our neighbors, hey, we're here 
we love God, and this is what we're here for. And uh, we're going to do that. If you want to be part of that, come here at 5 o'clock on Friday this week. We'll, we'll take a two-mile walk. Two miles. We'll be back in about 45 minutes. That's my guess. We'll, got some, we'll have some refreshments and some water. And then at 7 o'clock, the worship uh, Friday night, uh, Good Friday worship begins right here. And you're all welcome to come back for that. And then, of course, you saw Sunday morning at 6.30 in the morning. We'll have a bonfire out on the, out on the field and a tent out there. And we'll have some sunrise worship. It'll be a great time. One more thing I want to remind you of about the way that we give here at Christ the Cornerstone. And I'm so glad for your, your generosity with your giving in the envelope here and placing it in one of the baskets by the doors as you leave where you'll place your cards in there also. But, and, or if you're online, giving there. We simply ask you to give generously, to give more than what you think you can give, and, and in doing so you're stretching your faith uh, to trust God in that. But God always says, don't give out of compulsion or out of pressure, but whatever you give, give with a grateful heart. Don't ever give, give anything that, that and, oh, oh, i got to give this to you, God, take it. That's not the way God wants us to give. He wants us to say, even if it hurts, say, oh God, this is money that I was going to use for something else. But I sense that you're asking me to give it to this. And I'm grateful. God, to give it to this, because I trust you, God, that you're going to provide all my needs uh, according to your plan and your will. So we just simply ask you to give and give generously. And out of that giving, we always set aside 10%. We put it in a pile in the bank, but we dip into that often when anybody needs help or when there's something going on uh, around the world. We give a gift to the people in Romania. We can give a gift to that. In a couple of weeks, I'm going on a bike ride, 300-mile bike ride with, with Tim Slagle, who's on staff with us, and one other potential person that I'm not going to name because he's not quite committed yet. And uh, so pray that he'll have the confidence to be able to. He's got to make a decision on Wednesday. So there are three of us. The person's name is Child of God. Child of God. That's the person's Thank name. you, praying. That's who it is. A child of God will join us. There are three of us, and there will, be, uh, there will be 15 other people from around the country gathering along the Potomac River, and we'll, we'll, we'll go a couple hundred miles to Hagerstown, Maryland, up the Potomac, and then we'll get on the Greater Appalachian Pass into Pittsburgh. And all of it, it's a, it's a fundraiser, and because of your generosity to us, we're able to make a large contribution to the organization called Inca Link, which ministers to children and teenagers in South America. And so I'll be bringing more information about that. Some of the representatives will be on the ride with us. But the point is we simply ask you to give, and then our church is able to give uh, to, to all these causes and to help others around the world and locally. So thank you for doing that. Let's continue to worship God this morning. I invite you to stand with me and let's, on, online. Let's sing together as the team comes back and leads us. Let me offer this prayer. Father, we do thank you indeed for this day. We thank you for uh, what we're celebrating today. That you are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Come Holy Spirit. Inhabit. Live in the praises of your people. As we sing to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. 
God is a mighty God. He is the Almighty God. Amen. There is no one greater than Him. The wind is watching every gesture of your hand. Waves of fear collapse in your
praise to an almighty God. A God who's all-powerful, a God who's all-knowing, a God who knows your situation and can meet your need right now, right here, today. There's no need to wait. You can call on the name of the Lord right now. Whether you're in this room or whether you're watching us online, whatever you need from God, He is powerful enough and strong enough. But here's the really cool thing. He is close enough know what we need to know how to meet that need because he is mighty amen in various places in the scripture it talks about how nature sings praise to God Jesus said when he walked the earth he said if you don't praise me these rocks these inanimate objects that are laying on the ground they will praise me if you won't so today our response should be to a mighty God. God, if creation praises you, if creation worships you, if creation sings your praise, then so will I. So we do that today. We give praise unto you because you are a mighty God. Hallelujah. God of creation, there at the start, before the beginning of time, with no point of reference, you spoke to the dark and fleshed out the wonder of I can see your heart in everything. 
worship you. We worship you, God. We worship you. one of the ones. You were one of the ones that he refused to leave behind. He left the 99 that he knew were safe to come and find you and to come and find me. The creation sings his praise been prayed several times this morning in different contexts. Lord, thank you for the sunshine. It helps me to feel better. It puts me in a better mood. It puts me in a better frame of mind. And I'm in that group. And when we see that, when you see a sunset, if you've ever been here on this property at sunset, we just sit up on a hill just high enough to see beautiful sunsets across the street. And now, thank God, the sunsets later in the day. Can I get an amen from those who have? Yeah. And we think about, we post pictures on social media and we say, here's God showing off and here's God painting a beautiful sky. And then the danger is, and I've done this before, we just, hey, what a beautiful sky that is and just go on our merry way. But God, you are working those things in me and 
because of all that you've done in me, I can sing just as beautiful. And it doesn't have anything to do with the quality of your voice or whether you can play an instrument. None of us are going to look or sound like a sunset looks. But when we give what we have to the Lord out of a heart that's filled with gratitude and live our lives in that way, He is honored and He's glorified. And that is us. Refusing to only let the sunset give Him praise. Refusing to only let the sunrise or the beauty of the ocean or a campfire or whatever it is that you find beauty in on this earth. Nothing compares to Him. Hallelujah. God, we just thank you for that. Can we just take a second and just thank God for that? I'm going to invite April to uh, join me on the platform this morning. In just a few minutes after we pray, those of you that have uh, children that are going to be going to kids' church, you can go with Miss April. And her team will uh, minister to them. Thank you for joining me today. Can we go to the Lord in prayer? Father, we want to honor you and glorify you with not only our lips, but our hearts and our lives and our actions. Everything that we do and say, we want it to glorify you. And so, Lord, help us to do that. And God, we pray today for our kids' ministry. We pray for April and her team that as they minister to our children, that God, your anointing would rest on them. We pray for Pastor Roger as he comes to bring the message this morning that our hearts would be open to receive from you. God, move in this place as you already have been doing. Speak to our hearts and help us, as Pastor Roger said a few minutes ago, to decide to do something with what we've heard today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. You may be seated. present here this morning. Is God present online? I hope so. I hope you're uh, experiencing God's presence even at home if you're watching. Just put a little praise the Lord on the, if you're on uh, whatever website you're on, whatever, just post a little note. Praise God. Thank God for this day and what are you thankful for? I'm, I'm going to take a little detour for a second. Last night, there's this pulpit this podium here, I don't know what you call it, pulpit podium, it's nice, sleek, we bought it several months ago, I spent a lot of money on it, and uh, 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 I don't want to tell you how much money we spent on it, but thank you for your generosity, so that we can have nice things, but it got a little wobbly last night, and last night I said, I need a machinist to help me with this thing. And I know there's a machinist out there someplace that just wants to serve the Lord in a little bit of a way that can make this thing not wobble. 
anymore. And I've tightened all the screws. I think it needs to be welded. It's stainless steel. It's beautiful stuff. So if there's a welder out there. But I don't know. I don't know anything about metal. I'm just saying. Help me out. (laughs) Thank you, God, for giving us what we need and uh, letting us be joyful. You have heard so many things this morning already that have that have been you know we hate to use this word in the church because it's 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 we've made it too churchy but but I want to I want to put it in a different context this morning if you're called to court to tell somebody what you saw happen what is that called what are you giving in that moment you're giving a testimony And what does that mean? A testimony simply means that you are simply telling somebody else what you witnessed. Have any of you witnessed anything about Jesus in your life? I have. And so we started worship this morning singing this song called, My Testimony. And as we we, we go through, today's the last series in this series called Playlist. And, And... Today, the the song that we're talking about that we use to worship is called My Testimony. And uh, I want to say this very gently. Worship begins on the hour. (laughs) I know at our church, some people don't like the music. They don't want to come in. They think the music is not part of worship. They think that worship doesn't start until the preacher stands up here. But I tell you, I have been worshiping long before I stepped up here. I didn't want to step up here this morning because I was enjoying that time of prayer and testimony about God. I could feel the Lord's presence among us because we've gathered here together singing the praises of God. God is real. Jesus is real. He is alive. And He's with us here and now. He's in my heart. He's in your heart. If you trust in Him and believe in Him. He actually, if you deny that Jesus even exists, He's still here. Because just you saying He doesn't exist doesn't make Him disappear. This is my testimony. We sang these words. The first verse in that song was, I saw Satan fall like lightning. I saw darkness run for cover. Have you ever seen darkness in the light? Have you? Darkness runs for cover. Darkness is always, there's always something between the light and the darkness. There's always something blocking the light. That is in the darkness. And if you ever experience darkness in your life, you've got to take that as a sign that says there's something between me and the light of God. Because all I can see is darkness. And I've got to find the light. And you've got to find the Lord in that moment. You've got to look for the light. Don't stay in the darkness. Turn around and look the light. You remember what Jesus said about the church, don't you? You are the light of the world. Because He is the light. 
I saw Satan fall like lightning. Remember those words. Who said that? Isaiah? Who repeated Isaiah when he said that? Jesus. I saw darkness run for cover. We sang those words. But the miracle that I just can't get over. Now, so, so, so there's in this song, we're, we're, we're singing this, and I saw Satan fall like lightning. I saw darkness run for cover. We've already identified that those are biblical phrases. Those are biblical ideas right out of the Scriptures. And so as good as those things are, the author of, this, of this, these lyrics is bold enough to say, but that's not all. That's not the only miracle. The miracle is not just that, that light causes darkness to run away. The miracle is not that I saw evil fall and be defeated. It says, but the miracle that I just can't get over. Ready? My name is registered in heaven. And that verse says that my, my praise belongs to you forever. This is my testimony from death to life. Wait a minute. I mixed those words around. We say life to death. We don't have death first, then life. Ah, but again, the lyricist knows something that we don't. My praise belongs to you forever. This is my testimony from death to life. Because we must die to ourselves in order to have life. And Jesus Christ came and died on the cross in order to bring us life, not death. Jesus, the light of the world, brings life to us. You want to live life? I mean real life, good life, abundant life, joyful life, joy life that looks at the darkness and says, go away. Life that looks at the at the, at the pain and says, go away. Life that looks at the struggle and says, there is something more, but i got to go through the struggle in order to get to the other side. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Death to life is the pathway that Jesus has for us. Now we're going to look at some scriptures. I've already preached. But Bill preached when he was here. These songs are preaching. But you get another sermon. What a value. Man. Let's go to Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 through 11. This is the scripture that brings us together today. Matthew, and I want to encourage you, if you're, if you're at home, get a Bible. Because after we read a scripture, you're going to see it on screen I'm going to ask you some questions, and with this first one is kind of long, so you're going to have to have the whole text in front of you. So grab the Bible that's near you on the seat, grab the Bible that's on the table, and let's open it together, because this little board up here is going to go blank after we read it, and then you're going to have to do it from memory. That didn't work so good last night. I asked the question, and everybody sat there. I want some answers. We, can't, we, can't, we don't have time today to sit here waiting for silence before you figure it out. So pay attention. <laughs> Matthew chapter 21, it is page 818 in these Bibles. Page 818 in the Bibles here in the room. 
Matthew chapter 21, and begin reading with verse 1. And this is why we call today Palm Sunday. As Jesus the disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the town of Bethpage on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of them ahead, said, Go into the village over there. As soon as you enter it, you'll see a donkey tied there with its colt beside it. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone asks what you're doing, just say to him, Lord, the Lord needs them, and he will immediately let you take them. Now this all took place to fulfill the prophecy that said, Tell the people of Jerusalem, Look, your king is coming. He's humble, riding on a donkey. You know, kings don't ride donkeys. Kings don't ride a donkey's colt. The child of the donkey. <laughs> you ever been called son of a donkey? <laughs> I just thought that. That was funny. The two disciples did as Jesus commanded. They, bought, they brought the donkey and the colt to him and threw their garments over the colt and he sat on it. Most of the crowd spread their garments on the road ahead of him. The others cut branches from the trees and spread them out on the road. And Jesus was in the center of the procession. Picture this. Jesus walking on this, this young colt. Probably a, a, only a year old. How long does a donkey have to be before it's no longer a colt? I don't know the answer to that question. Not very old. It's weak. It's little. But this little colt is holding up the king of kings. Jesus' feet are probably dragging on the ground as he's riding this thing. It's, it's, it's a miniature. No, that's what... Little. He was a little guy. Let me just say this. Young people, you don't have to be old for God to do something in your life. God has a purpose for you today, whatever age you are. So grab it and do it. Yeah. So we got on there. The two disciples did as, as Jesus commanded. They brought the donkey and the colt to him. They threw their garments over the colt. He sat on it. Most of the crowd spread their garments. Oh, I read that. He was in the center of the procession, and the people all around him were shouting, Praise God! For the Son of David, blessed is blessed on the one. Bless, what, come on, Roger, read. Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Praise God in highest heaven. Now the entire city of Jerusalem was in an uproar as he entered. Who is this? They asked. And the crowds replied, It's Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Now let's look at that last verse. Here are my questions. Who is proclaiming the testimony? Who is giving the witness according to that last verse? The crowd. Everybody, let's let, let's let the crowd answer that question. One, two, three. What did they say? <laughs> let's do that one again. One, two, three. What did the crowd say? Do you think that they said it like that? I put a phone call. If you get the phone calls from me every, uh, every Friday, or I was late this week, didn't go out until Saturday. Do you remember this little story that I told? I've got two minutes to tell a story in that phone call. And I said, imagine somebody, imagine all of us, we take a Christ the Cornerstone cruise. woo And the engines fail in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. And everything fails. Everything shuts down. 
No cell phone service for, for anybody. No radio service for anybody. All we can rely on is the resources that we've got. We know that they're going to miss us eventually. <laughs> Some of them will take longer than others. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Didn't we have so-and-so in our family once? Where'd they go? It's been Thanksgiving and Christmas, and we haven't seen them yet. <laughs> they didn't show up. They always show up. Uncle so-and-so shows up with that joke. All right, stay focused, Roger. I told you I was in a good mood. We're, we're floating alone at sea for months. Suddenly, Matthew's over here and He's looking out the edge of the boat one day and we've all stood over the edge of the boat for hours on a day looking for some sign of help. And it's be we've, we've become hopeless. Nobody's coming. So-and-so's already sick and died. So-and-so's already had the baby. We're running, we're rationing our food, rationing our water. Matthew doesn't know what to do. Yay, Matthew. Matthew was the guitarist over here that, whose name I could remember in the moment. And, and, and Matthew hears a... What is that noise? And he looks out through the horizon and he sees this orange and white thing. Helicopter coming. Now, is, 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 is Matthew going to say to the person next to him, oh, look, is that a helicopter? No, he's not. And is the crowd, when they, hear, when they learn of it, are they going to sit in their seats calmly and say, this is Jesus. They're going to shout. What did the crowd say that day? This is Jesus. We're saved. That's what, that's what Hosanna means. Come save us. Savior of the world. We know who you are. You're the one who can rescue us from our despair. You're the one who can rescue Israel. That's what they were thinking at that time. He's the Savior. They shouted it. This was the crowd's testimony. Not one crazy person in the middle of it. Everybody saw it. I want to, we've we got to jump forward. We've got to do this very quickly. Move a couple chapters to a different book of the Bible, the book of Luke. It's on page 863. 863 in these Bibles. This is Luke chapter 10, verses 18 through 20. Luke chapter 10, verses 18 through 20. I'm going to read this. And I'm, my question is, does this sound familiar? Jesus was talking to them, to his disciples, and he said to them, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Does that sound familiar? You're not very responsive today. It sounds familiar. 
Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. And you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. Wait a minute. Verse 20. But. Wait a minute. You know the word but reverses things. Or it says whatever I just said doesn't matter anymore. I'm going to tell you something greater or different. Verse 20 says, but all that is true. But don't rejoice over that. Don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. Is your name registered in heaven? Are you confident of that? Or are you in despair? Not despair like Matthew. I think Matthew believes his name is registered in heaven. But on that ship, Matthew was in despair, hanging his head over the ship. No one will save me. Or, I only hope someone will come and save me. No, 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 no. You can have the assurance that your name is registered in heaven. This word, this word registered, literally means to write it down in the book. In the old days, you'd go to the hotel and you didn't have reservations. You showed up and there was a book there. And you, it, the, the, the clerk spun it around and you wrote your name in that book. And it meant you get to stay in that room. Your name registered in heaven means you get to stay in that room. Don't rejoice in the miracles that we can do here on earth. They're just, they're just, they're just signs of God's greater work that your name can be registered in heaven. Don't rejoice over the healing that we see happening. Don't rejoice over the providence that God gives to us miraculously alone. Yes, rejoice over those things, but make sure your name is registered in heaven by your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ. Next one. Luke chapter 13. Let's see, two or three pages forward. Same book, page 868. In our Bibles, uh, Luke twenty fourteen verses twenty five through thirty. Remember, we're looking at the things that Jesus proclaimed and did, and we're hearing them with our eyes. We become the witnesses of what Jesus is doing, and the book that we're reading out of is given to us by people who breathe like you and I do. And I've been getting ready for this bike ride, and I've taken in a lot of breaths in the last few weeks especially. And I, I've taken in a lot of pollen into my nose and into my lungs. And I know it. <laughs> and the people back then are just as fragile as you and I. And they're just as intelligent as you and I. Yes, we have a whole lot more information than they had. But that doesn't make them any less intelligent. Thank you, Jesus. 
They saw these things of Jesus. They witnessed them, and this is their testimony. And because we're receiving their testimony, it becomes ours. When we place our trust and our hope in Jesus Christ, He comes into our lives and He witnesses with my own spirit that my name is written and registered in heaven. Let's look at what they witnessed on this day. Verse 25, chapter 14 of the book of Luke. A large crowd was following Jesus. You're going to understand in a minute why I think this is true. I think Jesus was trying to get away from these people. I think Jesus was a little bit upset with them. Why? Well, let's read the, let's read the rest of this, the story. Jesus turned around to them and said, If you want to be my disciple, you must, by comparison, hate everyone else. What? Well, turn around and say something nice to me, Jesus. I think Jesus was in a mood. You must hate everyone else. Your father, your mother, your wife, your children, brothers, sisters, yes, even your own life. Otherwise, you cannot be my disciple. And if you do not carry your own cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. And don't begin until you count the cost. For who would begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there's enough money to finish it? Otherwise, you might complete only the foundation before running out of money, and every, everyone would laugh at you. They would say, there's a person who started that building and couldn't afford to finish it. Or a king who goes to war against another king without sitting down with his counselors to discuss whether the army of 10,000 could depart, defeat an army of 2,000 soldiers. And if he can't, he'll send a delegation to dis- discuss terms of peace while the enemy is still far away. So you cannot become my disciple without giving up everything you own. I think Jesus wanted to weed out the crowd. And I think Jesus is saying the same thing to us today. And some of you can leave today or you're listening online, you can turn me off and say, that's too much. And Jesus honors your choice for eternity. And if you choose to not have your name registered in heaven, that's your choice. You choose. Let's go to Revelation chapter 12. I know we got a lot of scriptures this morning. Somebody said that. We're going fast. And I'm out of time already. Hang with me, please. Revelation chapter 12. Verse 11, just one verse. And they have defeated him by the blood. It's page 1048 in these books. 1048. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. says, And they have defeated Him by the blood of the Lamb and by their testimony. Who's Him? Quickly, I'll tell you. Him is the dragon. This is a vision that John has about the end times. When, 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 when Jesus Christ is coming again, I'm not going to argue whether he's already come or (laughs) after he's come, whatever. God's ready to make all things new again. But before that happens, John sees this vision of this dragon coming out and destroying absolutely everything. And that dragon is named 
earlier in this passage, as Satan. Him refers to Satan. And Satan is defeated by the blood of the Lamb. Who's the Lamb? Jesus. Jesus hung on the cross, His blood shed. Jesus, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. They defeated Satan by the blood of the Lamb, but that's not all. Look at this. Plus, their testimony. Who are they? Well, we read verses 7 through 9. We learn who the dragon is. We learn that it's Satan. We learn that they are the angel Michael and a slew of other angels. And they defeat not by their own strength. They defeat by the truth of what Jesus did on the cross. They witnessed it. And they're simply proclaiming it to Satan, saying, you have no power over these. By the witness of Jesus, by the blood of the Lamb and their testimony. Church, people, brothers and sisters in Christ, (laughs) we are to proclaim to others the testimony that we have seen if we expect the work of God to continue in this world. He needs us to shout it out. This is Jesus. He died to take away the sin of the world and to give us new life. We can't sit silent with that. And too many times we have. We sit back and we say, going to happen. Whatever's going to happen. We're defeated. We're hanging our head over the edge of that ship saying there's no hope for this world. But we've got to pick our heads up. And we've got to say, this is Jesus. He is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world and brings salvation to everyone. Let's go to final scripture. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. There's no number on that page, so I'm going to flip over to page 984 and go backwards. Page 984. I just said, this is the work that God has for us to do. We've got to proclaim the testimony. We've got to tell others what Jesus has done. And our testimony is not only what we read in this. This is... This is the core testimony that gives us the ability to receive our own testimony. That Jesus makes a difference in my life. I started the message. Has any of, have any of you experienced Jesus doing something in your life? That is your testimony. Because this testimony is real and true. Get out there and proclaim it. Pray for your neighbors. Tell them. Invite them. I had some, we, had, we had some neighbors yesterday show up at 9 o'clock ready for the Easter extravaganza. They were a week early. But let me tell you this. They came a week early for the party. They're ready for the party. They're ready to hear, this is Jesus. Who's going to tell them? Church, come on. You're you're, you're throwing me off here. 
Can you get excited about telling somebody, about inviting somebody? Some of us are more excited about, about in, in, in inviting somebody to my, my backyard cookout where I'm going to burn the hamburgers than we are about telling them about Jesus who saves my life. Come on, church. We've got to tell others what Jesus has done for us. There you go. Thank you. You don't want my burnt hamburger. Let's talk about Jesus. So, we've got work to do. And here's Philippians 1, 6 says, I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue His work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ returns. We've got work to do and we cannot stop doing it until Jesus comes again. I have a beautiful story to conclude, but I think we've concluded enough, and I'm going to leave you teased with that story, and you'll have to save it for another time. Cause, yeah, Chris heard that. <laughs> Let's take this. Look, I put before you that card that says, what are you going to do? Can you think of anyone in your life that needs to experience life? Can you think of anyone who's in despair right now? Can you think of anyone who's going through a difficult time? Somebody facing cancer in your family? Somebody facing trouble at work? Somebody dealing with something that happened years ago? And they're still wrestling with that. They can't figure out, how do I live life with this? And Jesus is there saying, I want you to live life joyfully. But you got a word for them? Uh, come on. But, it, but, but don't let it just come from here. It's got to come from here first. So, so if you're confused about how to tell others about Jesus, what do I say, God? I'm, I'm asking you to, to, to come here and kneel here and say, Jesus, I know you're asking me to tell others. I don't know what to say. Help me. And you lead me, Holy Spirit. And you help me have the right words at the right time Protect me from the wrong wrong words at the wrong time. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. Are you willing to do that? You're not willing to come here to kneel and pray? We've moved our prayer stations to the back. We've got Jeremiah, prayer station. Nice, bold man. (laughs) Jeremiah. And, and, and if you want somebody to pray with you, just walk over to the prayer station over to that corner. And there's another prayer station over here in this back corner. Just go to, go, go to one of them and say, would you pray that the Lord will show me who and how to share my testimony? Maybe you don't have a testimony to share. You need to come here and kneel and say, Jesus, be the Lord of my life. I want to see who you are in my life. I've heard the message so many times, but I don't get it. 
and I want to. Come into my life, Jesus. Forgive my sins. Show me the way you want me to live. I'll do my best. That's the prayer. Let's stand up together and let's let's pray as we sing.
sung today, everything that we've heard today. I think when it comes down to it, that passage of scripture that Pastor just read from Revelation, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. It's not just a one-shot deal. You just can't say a few words, but it's the blood of the Lamb. But it's also the word of our testimony. And in overcoming by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, our story becomes powerful to someone else who's going through something similar to what we're going through. Do yourself and everyone a favor. When, you're, when you walk up to somebody, even if they're going through something really similar to you, please don't say, I know how you feel, because you don't. We all feel things and sense things and go through things differently. We're in the same storm, but we're not in the same boat. So we navigate things differently. So I hear where you're coming from. Let me tell you how God helped me to navigate that. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. And we rejoice today not because... because the spirits are subject to us because our names is registered in heaven and when we get there on that day he's going to say oh yeah I've been waiting for you yeah we got your reservation right here come on in by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony Father, help us as we go from this place today. Send your spirit with us. Teach us how to live a lifestyle of worship. Lord, the playlist of our lives. Lord, let it be songs of praise and songs of honor and songs of worship to you. Not just because they were written by a Christian artist, but just because they come from our hearts. As the psalmist said over and over again, sing a new song to the Lord. 
And that has no, that has nothing to do with the copyright of a particular song, a copyright date of when it was written. It's a song that comes from your heart. It's unique to you because of what God has done in your life. And it will speak to someone else. God sent us from this place today, rejoicing in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. The front is still open. Our folks are still at the prayer stations. A few more minutes, our online host will be available if you're online and need prayer. God bless you. When you need to go, you can go. Uh, we encourage you to continue to come and pray and worship the Lord this morning.